we're still here, uh, resilient, fighting your resilience, your inner resilience. Uh, We went through a lot of dark times, dark times ahead, but I feel like I have a lot of reserves of strength and hope and stuff um, inside. That was Danielle Fernandez, whom you met briefly in the last podcast. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Danielle shares the story of her life. With parents who were born and raised in the city and met at Sears on Gary and Masonic, Danielle spent her childhood living on the peninsula, but visiting San Francisco for big family dinners regularly. She wound up going to Parsons in New York for fashion school and stayed in that city for nearly a decade after graduating. Homesickness and a few twists brought her back to the Bay, where she and Isaiah set out to create vibrant green spaces all over town. Here's Danielle. My name is uh, Danielle uh, Fernandez, and um, I have an artist named Callie Bird because uh, Someone called me that one time, and it just stuck. And, and is it dual, the dual meaning of California and calligraphy? Is that just right? or, no, no, just, just more Cali. And then they um, were saying you're like a bird; you kind of flitter around, and you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I just it's stuck. a good name. It I just like stuck. It. Yeah. So um, uh, a lot of people ref- they'll call me up and like Cali Bird. So that's an artist name I go by. So. Um, yeah, so Kelly Bird. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear your story. Um, I know you're from the area, and we, we talked a little bit before we started recording about at least one side of your family goes back at least three more generations, right, yeah. To, yeah. The, to the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start there, maybe, and and let's let's hear uh, yeah. it all and, and get up to you and yeah. So what the heck you're doing on this earth? Okay, so yeah, um, my parents are from here. Um, mom from Portrayal Hill. Um, dad, which from I can see the edge of from here, right over there. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. So the group okay. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, my dad on Amherst, and um, uh, the Portola district. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, my uh, great aunt is on. Uh, was uh, living on Thornton, so we're lucky to be living um, in her in her house. So my family has ties to this area. Mm-hmm. My dad has a lot of stories. Oh yeah, a lot of. We'll get him on the podcast next oh, season. My goodness, yeah. he is. He tells a story like no other. Cool. No other. Yeah, and he has a yeah vivid, very vivid imagination. So. Um, yeah, so... Do you know moved. much about either of your parents' stories of growing up and maybe how they met? They met other? at Sears and Roebuck. Over by where I live, yes. Gary and Masonic. That's oh, right. Oh, shit. Yes. They worked there or... They worked there. I, there was part of me that was hoping, like, they're just customers <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> but Dad, I forget, I, I believe Dad was working in the men's department, Mom was working in the women's department. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about them is that mom was kind of prim and proper. Mm -hmm. She, uh, you know, went to, um, uh, oh shoot. Now I can't even think of the, the, the high school that she went to, but she was senior class president. She went to presentation high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and dad was on from the (laughs) other side of the tracks, a little rough. (laughs) He, 
you know, greaser kind of grease. He was he was into that bars mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he had a heart of gold mm-hmm. that she saw, and then her parents, my my grandparents saw. So, uh, very good guy. Um, so they met, and then met um, in maybe the seventies or sixties. 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 Okay. Yeah, sixties. At Sears. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just stories about, you know, when you talk, maybe when you have an opportunity to, he'll walk you through to San t- Francisco at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then they had my, my brother, I have an older brother, and um, we moved down to uh, South San Francisco, mm-hmm. then to San Bruno, and mm-hmm. then to Belmont. Okay. Just and that's keep, where... Kept migrating south yep, a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, dad worked for the city. He was a city landscaper. For San Francisco? Or South San Francisco. South San Francisco, yeah. okay. So I think that's where I got my, my green thumb. There so it is, yeah. He, was, he does beautiful work in the garden. And um, I also had my auntie, who, Auntie Dolores, rest in peace, I uh, was very, very close to on my mother's side. Okay. And uh, she, was also, she was an artist. And she was a landscape, uh, just everything. She was a she was a, just a visionary, mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time with her. A lot of time with her growing up. Okay. So I think I definitely took after Absorbed her. Some of that. And even my dad will say, "Holy shit, you are just like your aunt." Oh wow! And I'm like, "Well, I thank you." Yeah. Yeah. I feel very like honored. You right. Know? She definitely, she imprinted in good ways. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's where I got a lot of my artistic sensibilities, my animal love, the uh, love of earth. Um, Has that, have those things been with you as like as long as you can remember? Yeah. 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 You're born in, in the late seventies, let's yep. just say. Um, and so you, you're growing up was mostly in the eighties and early nineties. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you, you you lived in those towns just south of here, but do you remember your first trip to San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, I what do. The, what did I you mean, think? Uh, I mean, of course, as a kid, you're just like, whoa, you know, big city, you know, lights, all this. You People know, on the streets. Peep, just everything going on. Uh-huh. We actually would go up to the city quite often because... Okay. We would, the whole family, the Fernandez family would meet up and... The restaurants we were talking about? Yep, restaurants. Do you want to name drop some of them? Yeah. Um, Bruno's. Yeah. R.I.P. I think, by the way. Definitely Caesars R.I.P. Caesars R.I.P. Green Valley and North Beach. Okay. We went to Spangers. We went Uh, to across the bay, you know. The Grotto. Yeah. Yeah. Grotto. We went to... Anyway, we'll... We went everywhere. We yeah. went everywhere. But a lot of the restaurants were in the city. So uh, some of your... Joe's of Westlake. Yeah. The Granada. Yeah. Granada. Um, uh, Nick's Rockaway. Kind of the old timer type. Haven't changed in, you know, The ones many that are still there decades. are still exactly... Exactly the same little Are those model. some of your first memories of San Francisco? Oh, yeah. Would be in those restaurants oh, yeah. at, at these big family dinners. Yes, yes. And yeah. we would... It was birthdays. It was just like Sunday night dinners. We would go and 
um, you know, my co- it was exciting because, you know, I had cousins that lived in, um, ha- you know, on the coast, oh. uh, cousins that lived in South City. And it was just so exciting to be able to look forward to seeing them. And it was a long dinner. We would get there at like three o'clock and oh, it still geez. hasn't changed when my yeah. parents want to meet us for dinner they're like can you meet us at four and we're <laughs> right. like why is it so early <laughs> like can't we meet at eight they're like no like they like long dinners and that's how it was because my grandparents you know would come in and um i mean it was greeting everybody at the bar everybody knew each other mm-hmm everybody you know and we're um, really involved in each other's lives even if not physically it's like the catching up and the talking about all the members of the family and what they're doing yes it's also a cultural thing am i right it's like maybe most a lot of american families it's like you sit down and you watch tv while you eat then there's the old school probably comes from like europe and all that stuff of like sitting down and actually just being with your people and it is about the food but it's about the people it's about the communal experience yeah sounds like and the drinks and the when you used to be able to smoke Mm -hmm. in bars because there's a lot of that yeah and then the jukebox oh yeah and my dad is a huge frank sinatra fan awesome and once you have a little bit of drinks in him, he knows the whole anthology, you know. So that was always entertaining to us as um, when we were little cousins watching our parents and grandparents get kind of little looser and stuff. And we would be like, what? And That's before karaoke. Does he yeah. do karaoke now? No, it just okay. does it on his... He doesn't need to. No. He's just he like, just put it on. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so those are my earliest memories of San Francisco. And then the other part was that my uh, my mom had a um, very, like for a time, a successful food demonstration business. So back in the 80s, if you remember the ladies who used to give out samples in the supermarket. Yeah, sure. She, that was her. That was oh, her business. Wow, okay. She employed tons of women just... Um, from, uh, terror, like from, I don't know, like this whole Bay area down to, I think Fresno up to Ukiah. Like she had this whole, that was thing. a business that was and a they business. would go into stores and do that. Yeah. So sometimes what would happen is late at night, um, she'd get a call from one of her demonstrators or the store saying, Hey, we don't have enough product can you get us product so you can, you know, and then my mom would have to get product boxes of whatever it was, Nabisco or something <laughs> um, that we'd have stored at the house. Just, you know, they'd have some sent to the house. My mom would kind of be like, Hey, it's nine o'clock. I know it's your bedtime. I got to go up to the city or I have to go here, come with me and um, make this delivery. And so I got a map of everything like i figured out the maps the roads i paid attention to everything okay you know driving um all throughout everywhere that inner gps that we were yeah yeah yeah. so i figure things out really quickly awesome yeah uh do you want to talk about maybe your teen years getting because you spent them you lived there but Oh, yeah, but we were coming to the city. (laughs) Like, we were coming. Oh, my gosh. We were raving. Yeah, you were. Did you have a pager? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The pager. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you even allowed now to talk about where some of these raves were? <laughs> There's oh, statute yeah. of limitations on raves. Well, <laughs> I have my very best friend, Shannon. Uh, her parents are a little bit more lenient than mine, so mm-hmm. I would spend the night over at her house. She's that friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. And her parents were like, where yep. are you guys going? We're like, oh, we're going to this party in the city. We we're like 15. Technically true. And they're like, oh, <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Have a great time. Yes. What time are you guys going to be back? We're like, not really sure. We, My might, parents not, we, we might not know what time is. By then. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were like absolutely not yeah but her parents were like that sounds really great so So as long as your parents would let you stay at shannon's house then it's like free yeah Um, exactly well what were you doing after shannon's oh just watching movies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah some of these raves were uh off of near the zoo like i remember one near the zoo uh, cool world, um, downtown. Like I think of more south of market, south and, of market. and over here, kind yeah. of like w- the old warehouse yep. scene, yep. right? I never went to any, but from stories I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were fun. Yeah. And this was, now also, I only did acid once. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. Just, I, that's it. <laughs> I did once. I wasn't, everybody in our high school thought that... I was the one, the, the, in the, like a the druggie. Dr- like the druggie. Yeah. Because I was so off the wall, silly, goofy, doing random shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like pretty sober mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Just, but having the time of my life, my, my friends and I would do the most random shit. Just random. One just example? Why. I just, okay. Um, my friend had a hatchback. Um, and someone would hide in the hatchback and we'd roll around, but we'd leave it unhinged and we'd be at a stop sign and then they would pop, r- pop up and go, <laughs> and then come back down really slow. Yes. And then people would be like, the hell's going? And then we would think it was the most hilarious thing and we'd totally. make a night of it. Yeah. Just scaring people. Harmless, yeah. ultimately. It is harmless. It's harmless. It's, it's harmless. also before YouTube. Yeah. So we only, and smartphones so we only have stories to tell which i love so really funny stuff and then um in high school i also worked i worked at the pet store so here or down there down in belmont okay so i got really into learning how to take care of freshwater saltwater fish um reptiles amphibians birds and so that kind of started my career in yeah and uh, working with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I am aware of at least one detour when you lived in New York. Mm-hmm. What happened after high school for you? Well, I had a failed attempt at going to vet tech school. Where um, was that? Sacramento. Okay. So I did that, but I was partying too much and I didn't pay attention to my grades. So I was mm-hmm. kicked out. Oh, okay. um, and then I just worked and I actually um, worked in um, research biotech. Oh, shit. Okay. So I did that for a number of years and, um, you know, was OK. Mm-hmm. was OK. But I was always in the arts in some way, shape or form. So even in high school, I was I was an artist, you know. Um, and then like in your 20s, I sort of felt like things just take a different route I put my art off to the side I didn't really do much and it wasn't until um, 
friend of mine was looking through like I don't know I had an old art book and he was like wait a minute you used to draw like this I go yeah yeah you know he's like holy shit what are you doing and then I was like yeah maybe I should get into that like I felt like maybe there's something a missing component in my life like more grounding type mm-hmm. of you know so more fulfilling or more different fulfilling. differently at least mm-hmm and so I started to get back into my art. And, and I, when was that-ish? Like 27, 28, 27. So still the nine, no, early 2000s. Early 2000s, Got it. yeah. Okay. Then I started watching Project Runway. Okay. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it was so life-changing because I was like obsessed with, I'm not the most fashionable person, like, Personally, like I'm not obsessed with like labels and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just like the artistry of it and yep. what all of these artists were creating and their signature looks and their what they did with the challenges and things. So I got really into that so much that I started I started designing, designing my own and sketching and then I applied to the fashion school in New York. Is the oh New York? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody about that. I just did it, and then and, went off, and like got in. And my, I told my dad, "Yeah, I'm not going to New York. The hell are you talking about? You're not going to New York." I go. I looked at my mom. My mom saw you're going. Yeah, you're going. Had you been there yet to the New uh, York City? I did go as just couple vacations you know but i've never like yeah spent time there so So, yeah so okay (laughs) yeah so anyway we moved to new york and started this very 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 challenging program you know people will think oh it's fashion design it's whatever no 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 not when you have put your life like you've dedicated this and you want to do well and you want to grow as an artist and you're around all of these other very creative people the competition Mm -hmm. is real the um the professors are harsh to the point where if you don't have a very strong sense of yourself you will be you'll like a lot of people didn't make it yeah Right. The first year they right. couldn't, they just couldn't make it. I had a lot of, you know, just a lot of hard struggle, you know, just trying to prove my, my, uh, aesthetic and, 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 and stuff. So, um, yes, I had a lot of like eye opening experiences with that, but I pushed through and, you know, I think my part of my ego was that I was going to be the next designer, right? But the reality of it is that it's very difficult to do that only because you need a lot of money for startup, mm-hmm. which I didn't have. So, and the competition and the is competition. Yeah. And then I started to have like this other thought about fast fashion. And, you know, I had a lot of friends who, after graduating, they were, you know, getting jobs at, these fast fashion companies. I'm not familiar oh, with fast fashion. Uh, so working for um, uh, the lines that they sell at uh, Walmart or they sell at Got it. Um, Macy's or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And there's no real creative part about it. More for the masses. More for, yeah, more for the masses to where like they would steal designs. They would look at 
the previous season or the current season and they would just manipulate it a little bit and right. then they would um go have it mass produced in vietnam we were hearing about all the terrible you know conditions, circumstances yeah. and conditions yeah. surrounding that and then i just didn't like feel good about it right if I couldn't produce it in the U.S. under my own terms and pay people a fair wage, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that money. Mm -hmm. So I had to pivot again. So then pivot, pivot, pivot. Okay, so I've just graduated. What am I going to do? Four years or how, how I long was I went for two years. I, two went year to UC, I went to San Francisco State as my undergrad. You did that because everyone who's ever been on this show, including me, <laughs> oh, yeah? has an SF State connection. Hey. Sorry, Isaiah. <laughs> but you yeah, you have one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's requisite. <laughs> yes. It's like we all kind of know. But yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 of course you went to state. Sociology. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So I did a two-year program at, at Parsons. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, Parsons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned mm -hmm. that. Okay, that's a big deal. Well, it was because it was the school where yeah. they filmed Project Runway, the oh. earlier seasons. Okay. So I wanted to be there. Yeah. I don't know. Just wanted to be a part of that whole thing. Did you love living in New York or were you just consumed by school? I was consumed by, by school in the beginning. And then I, yeah, I just find, I found my way in New York and f yeah, like love, it was love, hate. Okay. Let's just sure. say love, hate. Sure, sure, sure. Certain times it was really tough and I was homesick. Mm -hmm. And then other times when it was the summer and I was biking all around Brooklyn going and gardens. going to the gardens and going to the house music, you know, events and meeting all these, then I loved it. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, wow, I love being a part of this and the yeah. energy of New York. New but York to me is a, is like a person more than almost any city I've ever been to. I lived there briefly before living here. And it's like a person where it's like, you can love it, but it has to love you back. And it does love a lot of people back. It didn't love me and no, no offense taken. I love New York. I still, mm -hmm. it's like Jerry Springer or something, but um, yeah, I just, it wasn't for me. wasn't for living. Uh -huh. Whereas here was like immediate fucking yeah. like yes this is where i need to be yeah. i learned um being very friendly <laughs> friendly person i'm very open when i moved to new york i moved to greenpoint which have have uh, heavy uh polish um uh residents and i would just walk into their um salons or to their stores. And I guess like a lot of people didn't really do that. Right. And so I would I would just walk in and say hi and then they would be like, uh, huh? can I get a haircut? Uh, yeah, right. And then they're like, oh, sure. okay, sure, okay. And uh, I was able then, you know, after doing that so much, then I would be walking by and we'd wave. It was mm. just like, and I felt more a part of that, you know, mm. community and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I really did. I did well. I did well in New York. Well, so what brought you back? You mentioned being homesick. I was homesick and then I wasn't homesick and then I was homesick mm -hmm. and then I was feeling like, okay, my parents are getting older. So, and they were like, are you going to stay in New York? What What's the ultimate plan here? Because I feel like maybe I, I don't know, like it could, be, you know, I was approaching 10 years, you know, being out there. Um, 
But then I said, okay, well, let me move back and be closer to my family, you know? And, uh, and just, when was that? That was in 2018. Oh, okay. And just the way things kind of all happens, um, my, the, the house opened up. So, you know, we were able to have housing. I got a job. I flew out for a job, uh, didn't get it initially, but then it, something fell through. They called me back. And so everything kind of happened, you know, and we just, we were like, okay, I guess we're, we're doing this. We, we piled everything in the car and drove back and we are overlapping if memory serves because now now you're using we to mean you and isaiah oh yes not a problem right (laughs) but let's hear your version of how y'all met oh well (laughs) uh when i was in new york you know i had a a couple boyfriends and stuff uh the last one yeah just you know how it is it's just like things don't work out and And then I was like perfectly content being by myself. I'd never been in that situation before where I was like, I love being independent and like, I'm good with being not alone. I'm never alone, but just being by myself. Mm -hmm. I was cool. I didn't need, I didn't see the need to just be like always partnered up with somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a friend about that and she's like, Oh, you know, you should just, come on just go on online and kind of just see just put you put a profile out there just see who I was like nah I'm good she's like no come on I'm like all right all right I'll just do it I'll just you know and I did and I remember like scrolling and then I saw his picture and I know you know just I was like whoa that he's very handsome he's He's, easy on the eyes and i was like wow okay he yeah okay let me uh just send him a little message so you sent the first message i did okay all right all right and then do you want to hand off the mic real fast (laughs) what did you i mean meanwhile (laughs) meanwhile i'm uh i'm in boulder creek santa cruz county california and um, I saw, and then she's in Brooklyn. I just left Brooklyn. I'm in Santa Cruz. I didn't know anybody out there. Not having the best time, if memory serves. You were no, right? dude. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was dangerous. Yeah. I had nobody. I didn't know anybody. Not too many. At first, not too many people knew I was even out there. I didn't tell my parents until maybe a month in. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it was, ugh. I didn't have a place in New York. I left without any place. And I was stuff was up in the air, and I thought it was coincidence that she's in Brooklyn. I just left Brooklyn, but she's from out here. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't understand the geography. I thought Santa Cruz was like Brooklyn to Manhattan to San Francisco. Oh. It was all the Bay. It was all the one thing. It was right. highly. It's crazy different. The West in general. The we're, West we're is a so more vast. Vast, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. So I mean, it's different between. Oak- so I didn't know, but I said, "Oh, she's from here, and I'm from there," and so boom. And then we talked on phone. And then I'm in the California, I'm up there on a burner phone. Right. In fact, I used the same number I had from up there. I was on a phone like this. Yeah. And it, But at that time it was um, monthly and I didn't have a car. So it was whenever the other guy would go to Costco runs and do that. And at one point we weren't talking for like two months. We didn't speak with each other because he was hunting snakes with shotguns. Yes. And I'm like, he's going to kill me one day, but I'm going to get at least, I'm going to cut a limb off. And no one's <laughs> going to hear from me. I remember I sent him my, my man, Will, who's dead, rest in peace. I sent him a 
I sent him the, the uh, this kid's address because I found his real name. I didn't even know his real name. Jeez. I knew this kid named Bam and this other guy. And and so I, I found his real name on some mail and I said, Yo, this is where I am. If any, if I don't, if I'm gone, this is who did it. This is responsible. That's good. Yeah. And then I talked to Danny, <laughs> and then the first convo was just like I was. I remember I was walking. We're on a hill. Two hours to get up the hill. Two hours to get down. Way up. They call it Meth Mountain back in the day. We <laughs> used to do meth. I mean, it's just uh, uh, cultivate meth. Up yeah, there. and this is not Humboldt County. This is Santa Cruz this County. This is Santa Cruz, way south right. than Humboldt. Right, right. But I was talking to Danny. I would walk. Um, I walked. I was trying to walk down the mountain. I walked hella far on this mountain, which is a national park way up there. And I was walking and just talking to Danny for mad hours on that convo. And I just said, damn, I think I love this girl. Did y'all have an inkling before you ever got on the phone when it was just the app messages? Did you have any idea? Or was it the phone where you're like, oh, like where you get to, like it's another layer, right? It's a deeper layer. It's a deeper, it's, for me it was the phone. Yeah. And I remember her telling me about her parents on that, because I remember because I was walking on this mountain this is the weed farm, 50 acres, and then I'm coming this opposite direction, which we never did. And then one guy who lived, who worked on it with me was so unimaginable. He never left the farm. He had a car, but he was never curious. After the day's work, let's just see what's on the other side. There's this, I mean, the, it's a stunning view. It's like God's country for real. I'm talking about, you see buzzards, you see mountains, and you could see that it used to be underwater millions of years ago. You see the right. fossils and all right, that. Right, it was right. blowing my mind, and I'm talking to Danny. Yeah. And she's telling me, so I could just focus on what she's saying and see all this great backdrop. She's talking about parents. She talked about, we talked about uh, Illuminati. And I was really like, oh, she's into some shit. And then I said, wow, she's deep like that. And I just got a crazy feeling. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, you know, you thinking? I would have to say that it was... A different type of meeting, a different way of meeting someone and getting to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Because prior to that, you just rush into things. Right. Right? And it's just like fast. Like, oh, you know, you have your uh, person's right in front of you. And, at, you know. And with him, it was on the phone. It was, uh, I sent a couple letters to you. Yeah. Care packages. Oh, yeah. Because I was like thinking, wow, this this person who I'm growing to like really care about is like I just am, he's up there. He's telling me the conditions up there, and like I just wanted him to have some kind of comforts from you know you know just to because I I yeah. So if I, I can draw an analogy, hmm. it's like you were stewarding him, you know, yeah. or like you were right tending. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, what you have to do. Nurturing. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable right. in when you're getting to know somebody. Yeah. Because if you already always have your guard up and yeah, I'm sure my friends would have been like, you're sending him a care pack. That's a little much or that's a little too soon. But my heart was saying, this is not, I'm not doing this for any other reason, but to make this person who I care about feel good and feel loved yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah. Whether 
whatever this turns out, if we're going right. to be lifelong friends, if this, because at this, you know, we hadn't met face to face right. to face. Right. I didn't know how it was going to, you know, turn out. So then. So care packages were incense and chocolate. And I made him CD, like, you know, you remember that back in the day? I making remember CDs? Bur burning CDs. Yes. Hell yeah. You know, where I put like foreign exchange and Nicolay and like um, just you these. <laughs> but she has a track thought. list at least yeah because yeah, yeah. i i hand i drew it of course yeah and uh what else did i send um anyway oh an appendant oh my god okay, <laughs> okay. you know i gotta tell you about this because it's a crazy shit this thing she had imbued it with protective powers and i believed her readily just from i believe wholeheartedly and yo on my fucking birthday yes and copper and like i said there was this kid over there with a that we weren't getting along he was stealing on the cost so i had it i believed in it one day on 50 acre farm we're on on my birthday i fucking lost that shit oh needle in the haystack mm -hmm. and i found that shit mm-hmm and you, and you made it safely. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. You protected me. Work. Awesome. Yeah. Let's hear about when y'all did first meet. Well, like I flew out for my cousin's wedding and I already asked him, like, we have to meet. We have to meet. He said, well, I only have like 24 hours that I can be gone because I have, you know, committed to this work. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to pick you up. And which I did. And he said, listen, I am a mountain man now. Like I'm not the pictures that he sent. be a grad mountain man. <laughs> you know, his, he had a beard. His yeah. locks were down to his, his waist. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to try to make myself look as presentable as I can. And I, at that point, I really didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I just wanted to, I just wanted to have that face to face. And mm -hmm. we did. And I remember I was in Boulder Creek I was parked and he just, he walked up and he had this big smile on his face. And I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. wow. Like it was, yeah, taken, taken aback. Skip a beat yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, cool. And I think the feeling was mutual and he got in the car and it was just pure magic from the moment we got in the car till dropping them off i mean Love everything it. you know when you just have those moments where everything just works out just he met we went up to the mission we had a burrito the, mm. it was like this it was, oh yeah farlito yeah it was like 80 degrees yeah uh, he got to see one of those his, days yes and yep. got a burrito you know uh listening to music vibe and talking then we went over to oakland and he had to pass a couple tests <laughs> especially from my friend Anias okay one of my best friends Anias who was like uh-uh you I need to meet him I need to meet him and so we arranged all in that, that same day oh yeah okay so went to go and they went out we know we were smoking and stuff and getting to know each other and it was immediate immediately connected and Anias was just like Mm -hmm. Then I used to do a lot of nannying uh, for a lot of families all over the place. And prior to moving out to New York, I was a nanny for a couple in Berkeley. Mm -hmm. So they were like, 
we want to see you. And I said, well, I have my friend with me. Like, he's like, he's my love interest. Like, and they're like, bring him over. Okay. So Rachel and Vika and their kids cooked a beautiful family style Uh. meal. (laughs) And he walked in. They loved him. Yeah. They loved him. How can you Then we were like, okay, well, what do we do now? It's like, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. What are we going to do? Where are we going to stay? Because, you know, we just kind of float by, we're just floating. Mm-hmm. We didn't make any concrete plans or whatever. Seat of the pants. And we, I'm like, you know what, let me look for an, um, a hotel room. And we looked at the, that one in Berkeley, um, the. Castlemont. Not Castlemont. On University. You know, up in the hills. Or on the, oh, um, Claremont. Claremont. The Claremont. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, the Claremont. Dang, y'all. Well, no, because at that, we were able to find a special. It was like, I don't know, 119 a night. I'm like, let's Whoa. just do it. Well, wait. We went, right? Oh. And go up to the, we go up to the, the front. And then she's like, oh, well, is this, um, you know, what, is this a special occasion or something? And without missing a beat, he was like, yeah, it's our anniversary. Yeah. And she's like, technically true. Oh, Your right, zero right, anniversary. Right, right. Ah. Right. Ah. <laughs> yes. yes. So she's like, oh, really? And we made that Filipino connection too. Yeah. She hands us, she switches out the key and hands us the key to the wedding suite what the hell? at the Claremont. Where there's like a bottle of champagne, that kind of thing. Like Gigantic yeah. suite. Yeah. Gigantic suite. I'm sorry. The universe yeah. answered y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our theme this season is we're still here. And I'm sorry, but y'all are still here. Yes. Can you speak to what that means to you? I guess you first, Danielle, and then we'll end. We're still here. Uh, resilient. Fi- finding your resilience, your inner resilience. Uh, we went through a lot of dark times, dark times ahead. But I feel like I have a lot of reserves of strength and hope and stuff um, inside. So even if I get to a bottom point, I'm able to reach in and like, all right, no, I'm not going to let this thing destroy me. I'm not going to be... Uh, just a nine to fiver, just trudging along, just focused on money, 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 because that's not my goal in life. This is the goal. This is the goal. So, um, yeah, so just being hopeful. Right on. Yeah. Isaiah, we're still here. We're still here. That uh, means to me it's just a reaffirmation of the work that we got to continue doing and uh resiliency yes like danny said we met the guy vincent the from the ohlone cafe like, mm. there was two years their language went moribund and mm-hmm. now it's on the rise the mm-hmm. numbers and that's the tale of resiliency mm-hmm. so on to better to continue the mission make it better we're gonna make bayview we're gonna make it we're gonna restore it to its proper glory That was Danielle Fernandez. On the next episode of Story San Francisco, we continue our City Gardens series with a visit to Sisterhood Gardens out in the OMI, where we talk with Jamie Chan and Tim Wong. Episode 42 drops next Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 180 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review the show so we can reach even more folks. We love email, and we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.